right, let's get into this, man. All right, January 15th, 2021, Friday. Uh, Going to make this quick, to be honest. You know, we got the Lakers and Pelicans game starting right now. LeBron versus Zion, trying to catch that game. So just a few things we're going to go over today. We got the divisional round for the NFL playoffs. Um, unfortunately, only two games each day. Uh, last week we had three games for wild wild card weekend, but this weekend back to normal. Two days, two days, two games a day. Um, so we're gonna start there. Go over each game, who I like, reasons why. After that, we got Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. Um, you know, we got a lot of openings in the NFL for head coaching positions. Uh, you know, we got a few people already this this Friday accepting jobs, or I think Urban Meyer was the first one. You know, it's an interesting choice. I think it's a good choice for him. Uh, not sure if it's the best job out there. There's arguments there that, you know, could go either way. I'll give my opinion there. And then we got the big news for the week in the NBA. We got James Harden moving to the Nets, and then we got a clusterfuck of other draft picks and players moving around the NBA with that. Um, but yeah, let's kick things off. You know, right right off the right off the jump. You know, tomorrow morning we got the first game: Rams versus Packers. Um, yeah, I'm gonna wake up and watch this game just because it's football. And we don't have that much football left. But to be honest, I mean, this game's going to suck. It's going to be Packers easily. Easily. There's no way the Rams have a shot in this game. You got Jared Goff playing with no thumb. You got Aaron Donald on the defensive side. Supposed to pressure Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, this dude fucked up his ribs. And so... Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a pretty easy game. A lot of people are banking on Jalen Ramsey shutting down Devontae Adams. I mean, I mean, Devontae Adams had a monster year, a great year, first team All-Pro. Um, and he got like 17, 18-something touchdowns. Like, even if Jalen Ramsey shuts him down, the Packers have so many other weapons they got to worry about. You know, they got two other receivers. There's Martez, something scantily. I mean, this dude, I don't even know how to say his name. Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, Pro Bowl running back Aaron Jones, which I think the Packers are going to run the ball down their throats. That's that's what I think is going to happen. So I don't even care about Jalen Ramsey guarding Devontae Adams. Like, they got so many other weapons they got to worry about. Like, this is going to be a clusterfuck for them. The Rams. They can't throw the ball. Jared, Jared Goff is going to be shot putting the ball down the field. No chance. They had a rookie running back who Cam Akers, you know, he's had some nice games. But, I mean, this is a playoffs, man. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be putting up 170 yards on the ground. I mean, this Packers run defense has shown this year to suck. But, I mean, they've had a bye week. They've gotten resting up. The Rams just keep getting banged up. Like, it's going to be pretty easy. The interesting part about this game is you got 
um, Sean McVay going up against Matt LaFleur. And obviously, they're on the same coaching staff at one point. They run the same offenses. So, I mean, they know what each other's running. Let's just see if they can tell the defense to stop each other. And I think that's the only edge the Rams have is the Rams have a significantly better defense than the Packers. And so you see if the mini Belichick, everyone wants to say, Sean McVay can pull this off. And then uh, later Saturday night, I think we got the most exciting game of the of the weekend. We got Ravens-Bills. Reports are there's going to be a little bit of snow. And then we got the two hottest quarterbacks, not just in the playoffs, but in the NFL right now. You have the Ravens who need to basically win every other game. You got Lamar Jackson playing out of his mind since he took a shit and then came out and won the through the game winning touchdown. You got Josh Allen just flinging, flinging balls into the end zone, getting caught while getting tackled. I mean, other than the Hail, Hail Murray, um, I mean, Bills are on a 10 game win streak. So you have two hot teams, two hot quarterbacks. Coincidentally, both quarterbacks are in the first, in the same draft. You've got Josh Allen, I think, was top 10 pick, number seven overall. Lamar Jackson, number at the end of the first round, I believe, number 32 overall. I mean, Lamar Jackson won the MVP in his second year, but Josh Allen's had by far a better third year. Um, so, I mean, these two quarterbacks are the gem of that draft, and now they're going up against each other. They took the team's. I think they took the teams to the playoffs last year, but this year it's like, no, they're the guys leading the team. And so, I mean, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick because the Ravens have a great defense led by a great, great defensive coordinator. I mean, those guys play hard for that guy. And, you know, it's going to be the Ravens defensive coordinator – Don Martindale, who should be getting job offers. I've heard his phone's not going off at all. Like, I've heard no teams are calling him. You got special teams guys, like the Saints tight end coach is getting job offers. And this Ravens defensive core has just been lights out the past two years. Like, everyone on that defense is just swarming the ball. They got the best secondary in the league. You have the run, linebackers running all over the field. Defensive line is stopping every run. This guy, Martindale, can't get even a call. And I heard the, I heard the players on that team are pissed that he's not getting a call. People want to talk about Eric Benhenemy deserves a job, Chiefs offensive coordinator, but this Ravens defensive coordinator, Martindale, deserves a job. But also on the other side of that ball, you have Brian Dable, who I think 100% hands down is going to be the – the Chargers new head coach. Um, apparently, he went to high school and played on the same football team as the Chargers GM, Telesco, Tom Telesco. So, I mean, that, that just sounds like it makes sense. You know, Brian Dable is a QB guru. He'll develop, develop the quarterback. Justin Herbert's came off a great first series. Like, he's going to head there. So, it makes sense why he's getting calls, but – the Ravens defensive coordinator, he needs a fucking job. The 49ers guy, you know, Robert Sala, Pat McAfee likes to call him Bob Sala. 
just got a job with the Jets. And so this defensive court for the Ravens needs a fucking job. Someone fucking please hire him. But that's going to be a great matchup. matchup. Those two coordinators going up to each other. Both the quarterbacks going up against each other. Like it's going to be a great TV. Like You will not change the channel when you watch this game. I think the edge goes to the Bills, though. Here's why. Well, first of all, they're at home. Second of all, they got that Bill, they got the um, Josh Allen to Diggs connection. And the Ravens don't have that Lamar to whoever connection. They can't find a guy. They got, they signed Dez for that third down. I don't know if, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, that's not going to work. They got their tight end, Mark Andrews, who people are trying to convince me he's like a top tight end just behind, you know, Kittle and Kelsey. I'm not buying it. There's people, you know, I think they got a better run game, but man, you get down these boys. You know, I don't know if I don't know if Lamar could do it two weeks in a row. He did a great job last week, but this week I'm not I'm not 100 convinced. So I think the edge goes to the AFC Beast Champions Bills. So I'm going with them. Then what we got? We got Sunday morning. We got the Dog Pound, Cleveland Browns against the reigning Super Bowl champ Chiefs. Um, people think this game's going to be close. I think the bet, the spread here is 10 points. Um, I think it's going to be Chiefs easily. People are saying that's too much, 10 points. I think they're, they're going to pull. They're at home. They rested their guys in week 17. They got a bye week. And to read off a bye is like undefeated. And uh, I think the Browns are on a high of dominating the Steelers. And um, let, let's let's backtrack before we get into this game. I got to give respect to my guys, the Browns, um, Baker Mayfield, you know, Garrett knocking, taking a lot of shit late this year for trying to take off Rudolph's big-ass head. You got Denzel Ward just shutting down guys left and right. No, gets no respect. But, um, you know, this Browns team, week 17, they had to win that game against the Steelers to get in. And they they dog-shitted on the Steelers, man. The Steelers let them in. I know it was a close game. They let them. The Steelers let the Browns in because they're like, we could beat these guys going into the playoffs. And then from the start of that playoff game, you know, that snap, I went over Big Ben's head. Him and J- Big Ben and James Conner couldn't decide who's going to fall on the ball. Like it was, <laughs> it was over from that point, man. And um, yeah, they they punched those guys right in the mouth. And then you got Jason Claypool a couple of days later in his fucking parents' office, saying, you know, bad loss. Browns get to get smacked next week. It's like, dude, you let the Browns in the playoffs and got smacked by them. Uh, and like. I think that's one of the all-time worst losses in Steelers history to let a team in the playoffs like that. And they, it, the game, like, absolutely get dominated by them. The game, I know the end score was close, but that game was over at halftime. They were just prevent defense, dinking, dunking. Like, like they, they did not give a fuck. They knew the game was over. They had it. And so, respect to the Browns. They didn't even have their coaching staff that game. A couple of players out for COVID, so respect to them. But man, it's a tough it's a tough matchup to go to Arrowhead and play the Chiefs 
who've had two weeks off rest, Andy Reid with enough time to to game plan and all that. And I think, you know, even if they lose this game, the Browns, like, you know, you made strides this year. First year with the new coaching staff, Kevin Stefanski, like you had shit. Hugh Brown two years ago, then followed up by Freddie Kitchens. Now you get a real coach. Like, you're on the right track. Like, this Browns team is going to be scary in the next next year or so. But I'm going Chiefs. I think it's just too much firepower. They know what they're doing. Even if they get down their their, um, climb out of it. And I don't think Baker, you know, I think he's good. I like Jarvis, but I don't think they're going to be able to air it out and catch up if they get if they get down. Um, so yeah, next up, last game of the weekend, which a lot of people don't want to see this game, which I'm just, I just don't get. But you got the oldest quarterbacks ever, 43 year old Tom Brady against 42 year old Drew Brees, number one and two in yards, touchdowns, probably some of the other so much other shit going on. Um. They get the Buccaneers going to the dome. They've the Saints have smacked the Bucks twice already this year, and so the Saints should be feeling confident. But they that game against the Bears last week, man. I I was watching the highlight. I didn't watch the game. I was watching the highlights, and Drew Brees is throwing his arm out, trying to throw five yards down the field to Alvin Kamara, like. That arm is not there anymore, man. So I'm a little worried there. That's literally the only reason why I think the Saints will lose the games because Drew Brees, his arm is just not there, and they did not play that well last week against the Bears. But, you know, the Bucks, Brady's had an awesome year, first of all. You know, 43 years old, first time with a new team, those 40 touchdown passes, threw two touchdowns last week. People are saying, like, oh, they didn't dominate that. Redskins team, but that quarterback, Taylor, Tyler Heineke, number four for the Redskins, he balled out, man. He was playing for his life. He didn't give a shit what happened. He could he could have lost his leg that game, and he would have been happy. You know, like, he was playing for another contract. So, let, let's be realistic there. Like, he was playing for his life. But the real, the real answer to that game was that Redskins D-line could not get to Tom Brady at all. And so I think that's a very promising when they go up against the Saints defense, who's pretty good. But, um, you know, they got Cam Jordan on the defensive line. They got Marcus Lattimore in that secondary. You know, they got other pieces up and down that defense. Um, but the main thing is I think the Bucks is going to be weird to say because they got blown up. I think they match up well against the Saints for a third time. Like, let's think about it. It's the third time. It's very hard to beat a, to- a team three times in one season, and so I think I think uh, the Bucks like I don't think there is going to be a narrow one. I think the Bucks are going to go into that dome and blow the Saints out. Like I, they've been playing hot. They know where they need to go. Antonio Brown is catching on like a monster again. You know, Chris Godwin's not going to drop that many balls. Uh. You know, you know, Lattimore's going to be on Mike Evans. So who, who's even going to guard Antonio Brown and Godwin? And who's even going to guard Gronk? And then the the running game with, you know, Leonard Fournette, Hall of Fame, college running back, um, you know, I think he's, he's going to show up too against this team. And um, 
I got the Bucks winning in in New Orleans. I think they're gonna go on the Super Bowl run. And so, without all that being said, you know if what I says goes. So here's what's gonna happen. And if if what I say happens, Bucks are gonna go back into Lambeau for the NFC Championship. Last time the Bucks dominated the, the Packers. Like Aaron Rodgers, he was. Throwing, trying to throw the ball down the field, got picked off twice. He's like, I'm not throwing an interception for the rest of the year. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to throw the ball down the field again. I think the Bucks gonna pull that off. And you got the Bills versus the Chiefs, which is the best two young quarterbacks in the league, best arms in the league. I'm gonna give the edge to the Chiefs, pulling out, the, um, pulling out the win against the Bills that game. We'll get into that more next week. You know, all said is done. It'll be Bucks, Chiefs, and Tampa for the Super Bowl. I'm going Bucks, man. I'm going Bucks. But we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, if you guys have questions and stuff like that, you know, definitely feel free to DM me. Um, just made this new Twitter. Um, it's called S2 Sports with the Z. So S2 Sports instead of the S at the end with the Z. I'm going to repeat it. S2 S P O R T Z. If you have questions, comments, concerns, want to just chit chat, you know, DM me there. That's the only account I have up right now. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens next. But um, next up, um, we got Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Sinus signing to Jacksonville to be the next head coach. Uh, I heard the reports are, I don't know, official deal. I'll look it up right now. I believe they wanted to give him like 12 million a year, which is ridiculous. Like, that is for a coach, an NFL coach. Like, I would take that money in a second. I know I get it. It's like just the money alone, but. This whole thing makes sense for Urban Meyer to go to Jacksonville, even if the money was not that good. But, um, you know, everyone knows Urban Meyer was the coach of University of Florida. They're in Gainesville, not too long from Jacksonville. So he knows that area really well. Um, I'm reading this now. Five years, $66 million, $30 million guaranteed for the Jaguars. Whole, holy shit, man. That's a fucking fat-ass contract. $30 million guaranteed over five years, but total 66 How the fuck? $13 million a year. That's even more than I thought. Oh, my God. Urban Meyer, yeah, get the bag. But yeah, he's going back to his home hometown, basically. We had a lot of success, won two national championships. Um, I think he, you know, Tim Tebow had a two or three Heisman finalists. Like, Urban Meyer is the guy in that part of Florida. And Jacksonville is not an NFL town. It's a small town, high school football, college football town. So, college football folks already love Urban. He's having to have no pressure. Like, what's the pressure there in Jacksonville? Like, seriously, there's no pressure there. Like, the, the franchise is – yeah, they went to the AFC Championship a couple of years ago, but that kind of seemed like a fluky year because before that they sucked. 
And after that, they sucked. And so he's going to get the number one pick. They're taking Trevor Lawrence. He knows college football. He's been studying all the players the past three years as an analyst. The first few years, he's going to knock out those drafts. And, you know, I think by the end of Trevor Lawrence's rookie contract, probably that fourth year, like, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't think in deep run, but they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be making moves. And, you know, Jacksonville is going to be a team to watch. Because that division, you know, they got the Colts. You know, their quarterback away. Right, who knows who their quarterback is next year? Um, you got Houston. Deshaun doesn't even want to be there. The third worst team in the league. Like that division's horrible. And yeah, you got the Titans, who's losing the offense according to the Falcons. So this division's going to be up in air, and they're always up in air. And again, with the Titans, like. Derrick Henry, like, how much more can you run him into the ground? Like, by the time they get to that third year, fourth year with Trevor Lawrence, like, he'll be done. Like, Henry will be done. Hall of Famer, though. He will go into the Hall of Fame. But um, they got some good pieces there on the offense side of the ball right now. They got a James Robinson guy. Um, I don't know if he's going to be that that bell cow running back for them. I think he had a nice year because there's – is people teams are just playing jacks like all right, we'll let this guy run the ball on us, but we're not gonna let them throw over the top and score touchdowns. But you got some nice receivers. You got DJ Chark, who I really like. On the defensive side of the ball, man, they lost a lot of those guys from that championship run. I know Miles Jack is still there, but they have a lot of work to do on that end. So but it's a good start with Trevor Lawrence. The one rumor I keep hearing is Urban Meyer. Might take Justin Fields number one over Trevor Lawrence, I think is just ridiculous. Like, let, let's backtrack a couple of years. When Urban Meyer left Ohio State, that was three years ago. And in that year one after he left, Dwayne Haskins. Well, before that, actually, Joe Burrow transfers, who was a, <laughs> sitting in the building who Urban Meyer – or didn't never start because like people talk about the injury stuff. You can look it up. Joe Burrow hurt his hand. Dwayne Haskins became the backup, and then you had that number sixteen JT Barrett running the show. Um, and then Joe Burrow ultimately transferred away. But Urban Meyer was always high on Joe Burrow, and so. But when they talked about when he talked about Dwayne Haskins, you know, Dwayne Haskins threw fifty touchdowns in his first year as a starter. Number three, number three in the Heisman. Um, and Urban Meyer was like, hey, now he needs another year to mature. And that obviously became true. But those when he talked about Joe Burrow at LSU, he was praising him all the time about how when he was in the building, the maturity, the lead of franchise, all that. Like, Urban Meyer really liked Joe Burrow. Um, but after that year, so we're going into year two, Justin like Justin Fields transfers from Georgia to Ohio State, which had nothing to do with Urban Meyer. I'm like that was all Ryan Day. You know he was like, "Hey, Dwayne Haskins out. Tay Martell sucks. He's transferring to Miami. We need a quarterback." Justin Fields, um, 
transfers to Ohio State. Ronnie did a good job with him in year one. Numbers are ridiculous off the board, but still. Um, in that time, the first first two years of Trevor Lawrence goes to the Natty, wins it 15-0, considered one of the greatest teams of all time. Second year goes to Natty, loses to the greatest team of all time in college football history, Joe Burrows, Tigers. In the third year, they both get to the playoffs. Him and Justin Fields, they play against each other. Justin Fields has a monster game. Monster game. Six touchdowns. You know, Lawrence, okay game, not the best. You compare the two each other in that game, yeah, Justin Fields is better. But, like, talk about the body work for just that season. Like, Justin Fields did not play that good. Trevor Lawrence had another great season. The only reason Trevor Lawrence didn't win the Heisman, aside from, you know, Devontae Smith becoming the greatest receiver of all time, just he didn't play enough games. Like, he would have won the Heisman if he played the games. But Devontae Smith, Alabama, those that three-headed monster, they, they didn't miss any games for COVID. So, poor Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. Sorry it sucked. You lost out that way. But now you can be the number one pick. Go to Jacksonville, make $40 million, and uh, you get Urban Myers coach. So, congrats. It's going to work out. Next up, we got the Nets. Good old New Jersey, <clears throat> Brooklyn Nets. Just traded for James Harden. And in this trade, they traded Karis LaVert away, Jared Allen. <laughs> Eight picks, I believe, for out of shape, drama, James Harden. And I think it's going to work. <laughs> With all that being said, I think it's going to work, you know. You know, one thing for the Nets, you know, over the couple of years, I think before Kyrie got there, they had Kenny Atkinson. They had a good culture. They are up and they're up and coming. But I think that organization, they could not win with that. So they had to make some changes. So they first brought in Kyrie Irving um, and KD. KD couldn't play. You know, they tested some things out. They were just like, hey, like, we want to be better than this. We got to get split the score. I don't think Kenny Atkinson wanted to do that. I think Kenny Atkinson is a very good coach, but, you know, he didn't want the superstars running the team, which the organization was completely fine with. So now you got Katie back playing lights out. Kyrie, who knows what the fuck's going on. I, I kind of feel bad the media shitted on him, but, like, dude, you kind of deserve it. And now – they trade a lot of assets and pieces in the future, the entire future for James Harden. I think this is the first time in NBA history where a team's like the Rockets traded away their MVP type player in their prime. I know a couple years ago, Russell Westbrook, that that happened. But like we all know, like first of all, he was out of his prime, clearly. And second of all, he only won that MVP because of the triple-double numbers, but, like, they weren't winning. James Harden was winning. He was the number one, number two seed, getting to the conference finals, MVP, put up ridiculous offensive numbers, leading the league in points, leading the league in assists. Like, he was the dude. Obviously didn't want to be there. Showed up out of shape. Showed up not giving a fuck. 
Got his way out of town, going to the Nets. And I think the first thing people look at is the draft picks given away. And um, they, they point back to when the Nets did this like about 10 years ago when they gave up KG or when they traded for KG and Paul Pierce and they gave up six first-round picks, I believe, to the Celtics. And a lot of them were like top, top picks. Two worked out, actually. They got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both at the number three spot. Um, the I think the draft, they drafted Jason Tatum. They had the number one pick, but the Sixers traded up for that number one pick. I think they swapped one and three, and the Sixers got Markel Bust Foltz, and Celtics got Tatum at three, best player in the draft. So they won that, clearly. But, yeah, they got a lot of good pieces for that. It worked out for the Celtics. But I think this time, I don't know. I don't think the Nets, the Nets are going to be the worst team in the league every year for the next eight years. I think they got Katie, Kyrie, James Harden. I think this will go this year, next year, at least the core is for sure there. But I think those guys will stick along, stick along a lot longer together. I think Katie and Kyrie have a good relationship. Katie and... Harden, they played way back and obviously wanted to play together again. I think what's going to happen is Kyrie ends up getting traded. They gets traded in probably year three or four if if they don't win a championship. That's if they don't. And I think I think they will if it goes well. It's either going to go really bad or really good. And I think it's leaning towards really good because – that Easter conference sucks. There's no one that's that can challenge him if it goes good. Like Giannis and those guys, I don't think I think they're done, to be honest. I don't really see them as a threat anymore. Miami, I think it was a fluke because of the bubble. Uh, Indiana, who like who gives a fuck? Like, and I think the only real contenders are the Celtics, but every year people call them the Celtics and they're they're never really dominant. And I see this Nets team being dominant with that offense. You got like the you get you can have Harden just dominate like the whole game, and then the last four three minutes just have Katie and Kyrie go off as great closers. Like that's like the that's the worst case scenario for the offense is Harden dominates and you have these guys close at the end. But that's obviously not what's going to happen. You have Katie and Kyrie probably dominating. Most nights, um, or throughout the night, Harden gets his his way there. But at the end of the game, you got people forget Joe Harris is on this team that's going to start, and he's a knockdown three point shooter. So you could have Joe Harris and one of those three guys just stand on the corner, and the other two just ISO basketball pick and roll with each other, just making offense happen. And then once once a defender comes off one of these corners, just kick it out, knock down three, like simple offense. And so I think it's gonna go well. But in terms of the in terms of the picks that they gave up, like let's not forget the Spurs traded away Grant uh George Hill for Kawhi Leonard, who was a lottery pick by the Pacers. George Hill average probably yeah, stick with average. Stick with the average player for rookie, no one knows their potential. And this guy ends up winning, you know, 
multiple defensive players of the year, multiple finals MVPs. Like that can happen. Like I don't think the Nets are totally screwed in the long run. They 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 will have assets in terms of these players at the end of their careers. They can trade away back for picks. Like I don't think they're screwed. The whole pick scene in the NBA, no one gives a shit anymore. But um, it's gonna be an interesting NBA season. I still think the Lakers by far are the best team in the league. Like they got they already won the championship. They're running it back with a lot of their core guys. The team got better from last year. LeBron's not even trying that hard. They're still winning. So I still gotta go Lakers on this one. But um yeah, I mean that's the end of the pod. I mean, let me know what you guys think. You know, feedback's always welcome. Um, I'll probably upload another episode either Sunday night or Monday night, just kind of recapping the playoffs this weekend, recapping that Nets game that happened, and you know, any anything crazy that happens in the NFL in terms of the coaching search, what happens. But yeah, follow me on Twitter, S2 Sports with a Z. S2 Sports with a Z. I'll spell it out S2 S P O R T Z. S2 Sports, S2 Sports, yeah, so follow me there, chit-chat with me, you know, I'll be tweeting all weekend, DM me, I mean, shit, I got nothing else to do, so I'll be looking at them, yeah, just let me know what you guys think, and uh, I'll see you this weekend, all right, all right, take care, bye-bye.